five, four, three, two, one. If we have any goals this season? Absolutely. We're going to win a lot of games. We're going to get in the playoffs. Touchdown, Bears! The Bears are what we thought they were. Go Bears! Bears Nation. We have a young football team. We're going to figure out how to finish and how to close games. We'll have a plan for that. There's just something that, that needs to be done, something that needs to be changed, needs to be fixed. We all need to look ourselves in the mirror and figure out how, what we can do to make this team better and ultimately win ball games. I'm tired of hearing, oh, we're getting better. We're going in the right direction, but we keep losing. As players and as a team, we, we want to win. We want to figure it out. Don't lose faith, guys. I don't lose. I win. It's time for the Bears Nation podcast with your hosts, Kevin Lapka and Jake Hassan. Get ready for a lot of fun and excitement. Powered by, powered by, powered by Bet, Bet, Bet Stamp. Strap it in. I know you're going to dig this. It's Bears Nation, baby. To the Batmobile. Let's go. Welcome to Bears Nation podcast. It is is Wednesday, November 30th, and God, this game and this team stink, but we're going to talk about it anyway, because that's what we're committed to do, doing here on this show. Myself, Jake Hassan, joined as always by Kevin Lapka. This is Bears Nation Podcast, and it's, I mean, this is just going to be real, real, just Justin Fields, limited participant practice, but the Bears signed Tim Boyle. The legend off the Detroit Tigers, Detroit Lions practice squad. So that does not imply good things for either he or Trevor Simeon or both. So you might not only not get the back, the starter, you might not get the starters backup. You might not even get QB two, which means ladies and gentlemen, we might be in for a Nathan Peterman game on Sunday, which would really just really, man, what, is there anything better in the world? No, there's not. I thought we were going to get it last week, too. I mean, the Bears did some typical Bears things, and we're saying that Simeon's got an oblique, and I don't know. At some point, I was like, is this mind games? Like, are they trying to fool with Robert Sala, the Jets, to try to catch him off guard here? I have no idea. But as Shane M. puts in the chat, someone bought a ticket today for $26,000 to go to the game at Soldier Field. 26000 And then... Like other that, people bought that better that that better have included equity in the Bears. Yeah, they're now a partial owner of this franchise. Yeah, that, that that's the only thing I can think of that would make buying a t- a Bears ticket, a Bears Packers ticket, which might not even have Aaron Rodgers either, who stinks this year anyway. That that's the only thing I can think of that would make that worthwhile. That they get some kind of equity now. That's the only way. It makes unless they were buying like a couple of boxes, like at the United Club. It has to be. It has to be. It, it had like, like sideline and, and right. Your mic just cut out. But you got like clients coming to town. Uh, you know, like I don't know what it is, but crazy twenty six thousand. You're still muted. <laughs> there, Jake's mic. Uh, is, there we go. There we go. Um, that's the only explanation. Yeah, that, I mean, you rented out the entire sideline. Like you're you're sitting on the bench. <laughs> yeah, like you're, you're with sitting the team on, on the bench. You're coaching the game. Actually, you're calling the plays. <laughs> you are. Yeah, you legitimately like that. The only thing that could e- feasibly make that an okay amount of money to spend on a Bears game, let alone a Bears Packers game, where you might not get either starting quarterback. You're probably definitely not getting at least one. The, that's the only thing that you're sitting on the bench. You're getting equity, like you are, like you're wearing Virginia McCaskey's skin, like some, like something outrageous. Like I, I, nothing else makes sense. 
whoever that person is that spent that amount of money on Bears tickets, more power to you. My Venmo is open. I, I better I could put that money to better use. Yeah, absolutely. Quick shout out to our listeners because you know Spotify Wrapped came out today and we got all these statistics for us as a podcast. Listeners in 16 countries of Bears Nation podcast, top five were the United States, the United Kingdom, Spain, Denmark, and Belgium. So I don't know who the hell is listening to us from Belgium or Spain or Denmark, but we appreciate you guys. We were like a top 10% in most valid podcasts. Just just a shout out to listeners who keep coming in week in, week out. Uh, you know, whether the Bears are terrible or good or wherever the state of the franchise is, you guys keep coming in here. And we appreciate Mostly it. Terrible. Mostly terrible. Uh, we appreciate it more than you know. Quick shout out to that. But yeah, man, Bears Packers, uh, let's break it down. Now we're going to talk Bears Jets at all. I know we didn't uh, do a recap of that episode. I was a little bit busy, but I don't know if people wanted to hear about it anyway at the time. Yeah, I mean, you get shredded by Mike. I mean, we could do a couple minutes to start. I mean, you get shredded by Mike White. Uh, I mean, who is decent? He takes the easy throws. Like it, he doesn't lose you the game. Um, Kevin Lapka's texting me. Byron Pringle told you, told, and told then you. like, and then five minutes later, everything else goes to hell. But let it be known that Byron Pringle did something useful uh, for the first time all season in Week Eleven. Woohoo! Um, or Week Twelve, whatever the hell it is now. But I mean, it's we knew that that was a possibility that they, that game would go. We talked about it last week. We said we didn't think it was likely just because of the Jets' offense, and we thought they were going to run it and do conservative play calling. But they didn't. They threw it, and Mike White just absolutely ripped you to shreds. Um, and that's really all there is to say about this. This defense is terrible. Uh, the it's offense bad. is terrible without Fields. Then you lose Eddie Jackson, likely for the year. I would mm-hmm. assume now as well. Do we? Does anyone really think he's coming back for? Week 17 against Minnesota? No, he's, he's probably gone for the year. Right, that, that's what I mean. Like, oh, yeah, Does yeah, anyone yeah. think he's coming off IR for one game against the Vikings that won't matter? No, of course not. I'm sure there will be surgery announced at some point, and then he'll be out for the season. Much like Darnell Mooney, now out for the season after he suffered an ankle injury, and he had to be uh, have surgery now too. So things just going bad for from bad to worse. Uh, Justin Fields still limited. I still think that they should hold him out this week. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Jets game, it, it's another loss, exactly what you expect, but whatever. Okay, I mean, is there anything to really learn from it? You know, the, the, you look at a game like that, and I think there are things to learn as far as, hey, maybe we understand now how good Justin Fields was over that stretch and how important he is to that offense, sure. right? You know, they score 10 points, and yes, they are a good defense, but look, Justin put up, what was it, 29 against the Cowboys, putting up numbers against the Patriots defense. That's been great. You know, like, that you can't really use just the greatness of the Jets defense as, you know, an argument as to, you know, why, uh, you know, Justin Fields wouldn't have succeeded against them. So I think that was a big takeaway for me. I know there were people after that first, those first couple of drives, which were likely, you know, scripted drives thinking, oh my God, Trevor Simeon is better for this offense. Like Jake in training camp, when Kellen and I went to the family fest, the people behind us were literally like clamoring for Trevor Simeon to be the starter, like saying he's better and all this stuff, like legitimately, like not even joking. So the moment he threw the touchdown pass, I was like, here come the people who literally think that because he's a pocket passer and all this, he's better for this offense. He's an appear thrower of the ball. He's not a quote unquote running back because not everyone wants to, you know, push that narrative on Justin Fields the same way they've done with Lamar Jackson. You know, all that bullshit. But we've learned uh, throughout the course of that game as things started to go awry after the first few drives that Justin Fields is this offense. He means everything to this offense. And they are abysmal, abysmal without him. And it just goes to show how 
how much he had been putting the team on his back over that time period. And one other thing I'll uh, I'll say I'll learn from this game, and that's about it. That's all I got for Bears-Jets after this is, you know, there were a couple things that I saw Trevor Simeon do. And I said, hey, you know what? Like, Simeon's been in the league for a longer amount of time, right? He is more of a pure pocket passer because he's probably one of the slowest players in the NFL, right? Right. He's going to throw the ball because that's the only way he can move the team down the field. He's got to throw the ball. And what I noticed, and I am Scott in the chat was interacting with me on Twitter about this. What I saw from Simeon that I want Fields to do sometimes is just adopt that, hey, F it, Claypool's down there somewhere mentality. Or, hey, you know, Fields, mm-hmm. a lot of the time, it's, I think he's a very good decision maker. He's really smart. And he doesn't want to fit. He doesn't always, he always is waiting a lot of times for the guy to get open, which rightfully you should do. But in this offense with these skill players, Guys aren't getting open that often. Like Chase Claypool right. is not the best separator, but he's comfortable saying, hey, I don't care if Sauce Gardner, one of the best cornerbacks in the league this year, is blanketed over me. If you just throw me the ball down the field, I'm going to do my best to come down with the catch because I'm a pure X receiver who's going to use my body. And that's exactly what the strengths of Chase Claypool are. And I think the reasons you weren't seeing Claypool have a little bit of success in the first couple of weeks is because I don't think Fields is either comfortable yet or willing to say, hey, I'm just going to trust a guy like you down the field to, to you know, come down with a 30-yard catch. But you saw that play down the sideline. Simeon was just like, hey, blanket it. Like, Sauce Gardner, great coverage. But, you know, Chase Claypool, phenomenal ball tracker, comes down with the football. And I was like, hey, you know what? And, and same with the touchdown. The Byron Pringle in the back of the end zone, completely blanketed, just, just made a play. Now, Fields has done that in certain situations and hasn't gotten the benefit of the doubt like Simeon did on Sunday. A lot of times we've seen throughout this year, you think about Pettis in the end zone against the Commanders, you think about a bunch of other plays. Fields does give his guys a chance, and they just didn't come down with it. And for some reason on Sunday against the Jets, Pringle and Claypool K down with it. But as you get more skilled players on this team in the offseason and in the draft, I think Fields will have to sort of adopt the mentality that, hey, at some point, I do just have to give my guy a one-on-one chance, you know, on a 50 ball. And with a guy like Claypool, who's that's his specialty, you can afford to do that. So I'd like to see that from him going forward. If he does play this week and beyond, say, hey, you know, we, we always make that joke about Tua saying, F it, Tyreek Hill's down there somewhere. And Mahomes saying, F it, Kelsey's down there somewhere. And, you know, on and on and on. I think Fields can can sort of do that with Claypool, given the type of receiver he is. Right. It's kind of showing that maybe that's why we haven't seen Claypool as much uh, as we wanted to. We talked about that last week. And it's maybe just because Justin Fields is relying on himself and his legs to just do it. I will say to your earlier point about people clamoring for Trevor Simeon, I don't think that ever would have happened at this point. If it happened, if this had been five, six weeks ago, then maybe. But now I think people were all on the same train that Justin Fields is your best quarterback. He's your best chance to be relevant again. Uh, so I don't think that would have happened. The three people or whoever that were at Family Fest, uh, obviously, <laughs> I, I, if I had if I had to guess, their last name was Simeon as well. So anyway, moving on from that, yeah, that Jets game was atrocious. Whatever, uh, but you know, you still lo- you keep losing games, uh, and you're still looking for the number two pick. So you know, whatever. Uh, even though you're still uh, ahead by one loss for a couple teams that, uh, and you still haven't taken your bye, but. You know, it's still you're on track. You're on track for a top five pick, probably a top three pick, which is good. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about this game coming up. Guys, we already know we're not going to see Darnell Mooney, Eddie Jackson, uh, Jaquan Brisker again did not practice today. I don't think Kyler Gordon did either. Uh, so that is looking real rough. Uh, Dane Crookshank goes on IR too, one of your backup defensive backs too. So you're just 
losing guys left and right, and it's looking real bad. And even if even if Rodgers doesn't play, even if it's Jordan Love, the Packers still have enough guys, especially if Romeo Dobbs plays, that they can still just absolutely dump truck you. Between Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, who A.J. Dillon finally had his first good game of the season, really, last last week, and then you had the emergence of Christian Watson, and Romeo Dobbs is questionable this week. It's just, even if it's Jordan Love, all, all he has to do is get the ball in those guys' hands against uh, against this defense. Yeah, so Jaquan Brisker still did not practice. Larry Borum still did not practice. Chase Claypool was limited. Justin Fields was limited. Kyle Gordon still did not practice. Uh, Riley Reef did not practice. Trevor Simeon did not practice, which was to our original point. You might see Nathan Peterman, which yikes. Uh, and yeah, I, I mean, that's a, a lot of guys. It's a lot of guys who are key contributors to this uh, to this defense, especially. And it's uh, it might not be pretty. It might not be pretty. And Shane M alludes to the fact in the chat that the Packers can also pass the Bears in all-time wins in the NFL, in NFL history this Sunday. They're both at 786 Woo-hoo. as of this week. Uh, so Can't there's wait. a little something for oh, them to play for. Oh, don't, damn it. You know what this means? Do you know what this means? Oh, no. What does it mean? That, that the, the, frick, the bat phone in Ryan Poles' office is going to be ringing, and it's going to be George McCaskey or that old bitch Virginia, oh and it's going to be get fields out there because he gives us a chance to win, especially if Rodgers doesn't play. That phone's going to be ringing. That stupid orange phone on Poles' desk that he hopes never rings is going to ring, and it's going to be Fields has to play, especially if Rodgers is another, because they're going to want that win. No, I don't I don't the, think so. The, I mean, the McK- <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, in, in your 20-plus years on this earth as a Bears fan, when have the McCaskies ever put the future of the franchise or anything regarding the franchise's, the players' well-being, the fans' well-being, the future of the franchise at all, over immediate gratification. When have they ever done that? Ever. Ever. Especially when it comes to that stupid team in Green Bay. You're right. Now, you have to consider whether George McCaskey was showing the truth this offseason when he said, hey, I'm removing myself from all football decisions. Like, We're I'm about not to find involved. Out. We're about to find out. And, and, you know, but I also wouldn't say, hey, you know, that is – if Justin Fields plays, that means that the McCaskies were involved. I wouldn't jump to that conclusion. Justin Fields limited at practice today. Maybe had a chance to play last week if it was a more meaningful game, right? Probably could have played, just not worth it given the situation and given the conditions. This isn't life. worth it either. I, I, I'm not saying it is, but – I wouldn't just jump to conclusions that, hey, Justin's like going to play. Oh, that, that must mean that they're rushing him out there because this means something to them. The other weird thing about this whole, you know, this narrative, this whole, you know, what are you, this isn't even like a record. It's not really a record because the record could be broken like a million times. Like it's going to continually be right. broken. Like, all right, so the, say the Packers win this week, but then they lose the next two weeks and then we win a couple of them. Guess what? We're back on top. Like, why? Who cares? Like, I know it's the first time they've ever passed us, probably. I don't know if it's the first time they've ever passed us. Probably, I don't know. That would mean we had to start with a win and they start, you know, but it's been a long time. But like it doesn't it doesn't matter that I don't I don't think people really care that much. Like I don't even think the McCaskies care that but much. This, like Oh, Kevin. It, Cuz it's this, it's, what is this it? dumbass family cares. I promise you that. They care. Uh, it, after over every again, in your 20 plus years on this earth of being a Bears fan, we know that the McCaskey family cares about stupid shit like this. It's true. Time after time after time after time after time. 
that they have they have shown that, <laughs> it, and, and it's every like at every, almost every turn that you can remember in the past, especially since we've been doing this podcast. Even like they will one hundred percent do sh- do stupid shit like that. It's it's just who they are. It's how the Bears are as a franchise. It's how they always operated. Yeah, that's how it has always been. That's why Ted Phillips was in power for so long. They care about themselves and how their image is. They do not care about it. Look at what George McCaskey said. He, what was his last past offseason? Oh, well, you know, we want to beat Green Bay at the end of the day. You know, they, right, they, he right, said that before. Right. Year to year. Oh, well, it's about beating Green Bay. That that's their this is their Super Bowl right now. It is. And this, it, this is the Bears Super Bowl right now. It's you know in that in Hallis Hall right now, and in those offices, in George McCaskey's office, he has this circle. Because 100%. they probably should have won that game in week two or three, whatever the hell it was. And now they have this circled. And like, all right, well, it's a lost season. We're not going anywhere, so we got to win this game. And they're going to rush Fields out there. And we talked about this last week. Fields is not a guy who's going to hold himself out. You have to protect him from himself. He's a competitor. He's a leader. He wants to be out there playing for the guys, trying to win. He's not going to save him from himself. Somebody else has to do it. And I give credit to Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus for saying, yeah, everybody's going to be involved in this decision, and we're going to keep keeping an eye out for the future as well, not just about this right now. Because that, and this isn't a knock on Justin Fields either. He is, that's great, and it will be a positive in the long run. But if George McCaskey walks down there and he says, Hey, Justin, you feeling good? You feel like you play? Yeah, I can. All right, great. Love to hear it. See you out there on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be so stupid. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, the other thing I just thought about too is like, it almost pissed me off when you just brought that up about him saying at the end of that press conference that, hey, you know, beat Green Bay. Like, that's the, the priority. Like, no, that's not the priority. The priority is to win Super Bowls. And I understand the history of this, of this rivalry, and that's great, and that's awesome, and it's, it's, it's good for ratings for them. I, I enjoy the rivalry. It would always be, you know, the most storied rivalry in sports, in my opinion. But that's your priority? Like, that's what you're selling out for? Like, you're going to end your press conference with, and let's beat Green Bay. No. How about let's get to Arizona and win the Super Bowl? Because he's a fan. Because he's like, he he's is like a me. fan. He he's, said that. He, he said that. Right. It's come he out of his mouth. He's not a dude that has the, like, he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't. And, and, and look, and, and that's why, again, you have to hope and pray that he's 100% truthful and serious when he says, hey, I'm removing myself from all football decisions. I mean, like, and, and I think part of the reason you saw, Ryan Pace doing things he did in the past couple of years is because at that time the McCaskies were in his ear and you're wondering well, yep. why isn't why yep. isn't Ryan Pace reloading on picks? Why aren't they going through this yep. process? Why is it year after year, you know, we're selling out? Because you're right, they do care about their image and they don't want to suffer through a couple bad seasons, even if it means winning in the long run. Like they want to be relevant year after year after year. And that's a good, that's a, that's fine. But you have to have to understand the process. It's not possible to start from square zero and be relevant year after year after year. You have to start, you have to restart everything, build something. Then when you build, you know, the from the ground up, then you can be relevant year after year. The Bears now are in a position starting in 2023 where you could probably be relevant for 10 plus years. If Justin Fields is good enough, you'll probably be relevant for that long simply because of Justin Fields. The Chiefs are going to be relevant for 20 plus years running for as long as Patrick Mahomes is there. You know what I mean? But, you know, prior to Justin Fields being there, you're right. It was too much effort of, hey, Let's just try to maybe be not embarrassing, right? Let's not be an embarrassing franchise. But guess what? You you were still embarrassing. And this year, it's been embarrassing, but it's felt less embarrassing because you know the future of this franchise is in place, right? Like, 
and and that's that's a positive. So let's just hope the McKessies are completely out of this now. Let's hope that you know they've removed himself from football, you know, decisions. And I just I I will say though, as we relate this back to the Packers game, back to Justin Fields, I I do think he will play. I honestly do think he will play. <sighs> now I don't because so part of the issue with the injury is there is no real risk for re-injury or further, you know, hurting his shoulder, right? Like an AC joint sprain, it's not like, hey, a dislocation, you pop back in, oh, guess what? It could dislocate again. No, it's not it's not much worse can happen, right? So he's not at that much risk by going out there in comparison to other injuries, right? Like that, so that's a positive. Um, again, limited in practice today, recording this on Wednesday as we always do. But I do think there is a part of like, when Eberflus talked about the three things that are needed when if Justin Fields wants to play, you know, I think number one was clearance from the doctors. Number two was whether he feels healthy enough and willing to go out there and perform at his best. Like, do you think that part of that goes into this? Like, does Justin Fields care enough about this rivalry to be willing to to say, hey, yeah, this is a game that I maybe can play in, but don't want to? Or is he like all in on this saying, you know what? I, I saw what Rodgers did to the fan base last year. I was on the team. I saw how they've treated us in the past couple of games, just, you know, the interactions between Bears and Packers players. Obviously, it's always heated. Like, do you think in his brief time in Chicago, like that this rivalry means enough to him for him to put his body on the line in this game on Sunday? 1,000%. I mean, really? it's, it's, not even, it's not even just the rivalry. I think it's, he just wants to play. I think he's just right. a dude that wants to play, and he just wants to go out and try to win games. and. That's rivalry be damned. I think just at a base level, he wants to be, and I'm sure it does. I'm sure he wants to go out there and actually get a win after the debacle. That was their first meetup. 100%. I think that's the case. I'm about to sneeze. Bless you. Uh, you know what? Anyway. You know what they say. I think if you say "bless you" before you sneeze, like typically, it doesn't come. But I don't want it. Um. Anyway, to your what your first point was though. There's not a risk of re-injury. Blah blah blah, or worsening the injury. That might be fine and good. It's more for me, even if even if that's we take that at face value, one hundred percent a fact. Okay, Justin Fields, if he plays, he will not be re-injured or he will not get further injured. Fine. The thing is, the injury still happened, and he still said it's bothering him a significant amount. My worry then is that he goes and he changes his play, and either a develops worse mechanics or develops some kind of hitch in his mechanics mm-hmm. that he's using to compensate for the injury. Or B, he just doesn't play like how he was before, and then he plays badly, and then that's in his head, and then he's pressing, and then da 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 slippery slope. Like, I'd rather he just sit out, wait till he's fully healthy, so he can go back to the level of play he was at when the injury happened. Like, I'd much rather have that. This season doesn't mean anything. Who cares? You want to lose games. We spent all last week on this show talking about how you want Will Anderson because he's a a unit-changing player. The same really goes for Jalen Carter, the tackle out of Alabama, because we saw how important it is to Ryan Poles and Matty Eberflus to build this team in the trenches. And when you tried to sign Larry Ogunjobi, and that obviously didn't work out, and look what happened, and that was supposed to be your focal point, and you didn't get it, and now your defense is a shit show. And so Jalen Carter, he, just as good, to, in my opinion, maybe Anderson's like an, a, a tier or an echelon better, but Carter's a great choice there too. Absolutely. You're trying to lose games. You want to lose games. And even if you do end up at number two, 
You don't think that the Lions are calling you, that the Colts are calling you, that the Rams are calling you, and then you can go down to three or four or five and get another pick at 16 or 13 or wherever, and then even more picks in the second or third? You want to lose games. I get it. Justin Fields is a prideful guy. He wants to win games. He wants to be out there for his dudes. And, yes, if he was if he was fully healthy and he could continue this ascent that we saw over the last couple months, then I'm all for it. Get him out there because we know this Bears team will find ways to lose. Anyway, Miami game showed us that. The Falcons game showed us that. The Detroit game showed us that. They will find ways to lose. That is not Justin Fields' fault. That's great. But the fact of the matter is he's hurt. He says it hurts him significantly. Still, I, yeah, great. He's limited to practice. He's, he's gritting his teeth through it. Great. I'd rather him just sit instead of developing some kind of bad habits or some kind of hitch that we have to then hear about all next year and wait for him to work through to get back to the level of play that he was at prior to the injury. Just just relax. It, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Like you alluded to a couple minutes ago, next year is way more important. And lose the rest of the games. I do not care. Talk to me then in August, and we'll restart this whole conversation. But Justin Fields' health and his play and continuing the play that the level play that he was at prior to the energy is way more important to your point over the next 10 years and in, in the next 10 years than right now and beating the Packers or the Bills or the Eagles or the Vikings or the Lions. Right. It does not it doesn't. Matter. And don't get me wrong. Would it be nice to win that game, eliminate the Packers at home with, a, you know, like it's just if we get to the situation where you know it's it's eleven thirty on Sunday, he's a game time decision, and they decide he plays at that moment, and all and you know he's he's going to play. Like we know that at that point on Sunday, if that's the case, then I'm all in at that point. Like if I'm being honest, like like if he plays, then I'll be all in on them winning if he is playing, right? Because I want it would be great. Like regardless of how you feel about the future and about draft positioning, which I am on board with now. Don't get me wrong. There also is something to be said about, hey, finally getting over that hump. We talked all that year about the quote-unquote changing of the guard. If Justin Fields were to go out and have another phenomenal game, dethrone Aaron Rodgers or, you know, it's, probably, it's going to be Rodgers. He said in the McAfee show he's going to play. I, I assume it's going to be Rodgers, right? Dethrone yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is historically a 100% truth teller. Yeah. Well, I fair. But I guys never lied once. I assume I'll play. Eliminate them from the playoffs. Dethrone Aaron Rodgers at home in front of these fans that are paying twenty six thousand dollars for tickets. I think you. I I I want to see that. You know I, what I need mean? to know more about that. I, I do I, too. I, I demand more information I, I, about who this person is, what their motives are, why they're, they're like, a threat to I, society. I, they're a threat to society. They, they're a danger to themselves and society. They they like. I, Recession's coming soon, and they're still spending 26k okay. on like, what are we doing here? But I want to see him play, and like, if he sorry, if he's going to play, I want to see him like give it his all. Like again, another situation we talked we about last week. Well, no, no, well, yeah, well, uh, there are situations where people think, oh, you know, he plays, but you know, he, he's cautious while he plays. No, he's either not playing at all, or he's playing and he's putting his fucking body on the line. He's he's busting his ass, right? Like that, you can't like you gain nothing from playing him, but getting the cautious version of Justin Fields. What does that get you? You get him the chance. You, you, it gets you nothing. You're probably not going to win the game in that sense. You're probably not going to watch a good product. He's probably not going to develop in any possible way. Well, and you're not well, gonna yeah, news. You're not watching a good product anyway. Well, you, you might watch a good offensive product. I mean, the the offensive product was good when Justin Fields was playing. It was a good offensive product. It was a top 10 offensive product for the past four yeah, weeks. Yeah, but now you've, now you've lost your top wide receiver and your starting right tackle. Well, Two of your starting tackles, actually. It's Alex Leatherwood. The starting tackle and the backup. 
Regardless, we've talked Andrew's about this before. Justin up. Fields is the entertainment, and if he's on the field, it's entertaining. Sure. It's more entertaining than anything we've seen for the past twenty years, right? And that's and I think that's part of the reason why you see these fans continuing to buy tickets is hey, you know, people are selling out for that hope of Fields versus Rodgers. This is the magical Fields game where if the Bears do beat the Packers on Sunday, right? Assuming Fields plays, assuming they win, assuming they eliminate the Packers, assuming Fields outplays Rodgers. That's the game where if the Bears are a successful franchise for the next 10 years, you will go back to that game saying, hey, with everything against them, with Mooney out, with Reef and Borum potentially out, with Brisker and Gordon probably out, with absolutely nothing, with probably the worst starting 22 of any team in the NFL out on the field that Sunday, and to beat the Packers. Let's do that real quick. Man. Let's do that real quick. Are they worse than the Texans? With the injuries, with the injuries, right, the, right, the right, 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 right. Yeah, the, they're worse the unit they're going to send out there on Sunday. Um, is it worse than the I think, yeah, it is. they're worse than the Texans for sure. With that unit they're sending oh, out on Sunday, God. I mean, you can't blame them. You're missing, you're missing, you know, two offensive skill Who players. Be close. I don't know, man. I, I like LA it. with their injuries, maybe. Yeah, that's if you have the quarterback account. <laughs> oh my god. That is so gross. It's just the way you want it, though. This is just the way you oh, wanted it. It is, but and you're man, getting your wish. That is tough. You're getting that your wish. Um, right, anyway, continue. And, and so here, real quick. We so I don't even remember where I was going with that. Uh, I have no idea. I, There's I'm, the thing: if you do all this and then you go on to beat the Packers anyway, despite all the injuries right. and all that you know, how, is, how behind the eight ball. That's the. That's like Justin Fields' magnum opus, right? Like, that is the game. Like, even if he doesn't have 170 rushing yards, if he wins the game because the past four weeks of narrative on national media is, hey, we've seen Justin Fields arrive, but guess what? He can't win games, which is a stupid and dumb narrative, but if you were to put that all away, throw the ball for like 280 yards and a couple of touchdowns and then ruin the narrative of him being a running quarterback and all that and win, like. That's where it all comes together. The missing pieces have just been added to the puzzle where he puts it together, you know, game-winning drive. And then it's like, if you're successful for the next 10 years, you're going to remember, hey, you know, week 13, Bears-Packers 2022, that's when we kind of knew that things would be good for this franchise going forward. So that's the only reason I think I would say where part of me does actually want Fields to play and Fields to win this game because... Just for it's a moral thing. Does it mean anything more than that? No, but you know it's something you can look back on as a team, as a unit, and be like, "Yo, we did that against this team with what we have right now." Like, I don't think they're going to win the game, but if that were to happen, you can say you beat that Packers team with the worst twenty. We just determined it the worst starting roster in the NFL. Like that says a lot about your coaching staff. It says a lot about your quarterback and his ability to carry the team, and it says a lot about what your franchise will be going forward. Once you have healthy players and once you have, you know, the money and the draft capital to improve that team. So that's the only thing that I would bank on as far as them, uh, if Fields plays, like what, I, what I'd be looking for for a win. Yeah, and I mean, it's definitely it, it's definitely a possibility. Like if you get into straight shootout mode, because again, this defense is stopping nobody. No, so let's say Aaron Jones anyone. and Aaron and A.J. Dillon. Oh, and you know what? AJ Dillon just like announced a pregnancy too, so he's gonna have that like future dad strength built up too. That always happens across sports. Oh. It's a thing. Look it up. Um, but anyway, regardless, that those guys are good anyway. 
Uh, and with this defensive line, which we've talked about as a huge weakness, which is why you're hoping for Will Anderson or Jalen Carter once draft time comes around, I promise eventually we'll stop talking about them. Hint, it's going to be after they're actually drafted. But anyway, you know, those guys against this defensive front, which is non-existent, and even if it's love, I mean, he still was able to find Christian Watson last week. Romeo Dobbs is pretty good too. You know, he was starting to play better before he got hurt. So, you know, there's reason to believe that even Jordan Love, even if we think he's just average or below average, like he can still do something against this defense and you're going to have to get in a shootout and it's going to be Justin Fields running wild and maybe getting Chase Claypool involved and definitely Cole Komet. Like that's, that's the only way you win this game if it's like a 38-35. Yeah, yes. Now it's worth mentioning, all right, we talked about the Bears injuries. It is partially worth mentioning who is out for the Packers on Wednesday. Dave Bakhtiari did not participate. Knee. Elton Jenkins did not participate. Obviously, Rodgers did not participate with that right thumb. Doesn't really need to participate anyway. It doesn't really matter for him. Uh, Darnell Savage also did not participate. So, you know, going back to the offensive line, like, they're missing key guys there. And I'm I'm sitting here about to say, well, you know, if you put a little bit of pressure on Jordan Love, you know, and, and cause a younger QB. I mean, he's not really that young anymore, but a guy who hasn't seen a lot of game reps into some tough situations, he might have some troubles. Sure. Guess what? Does I have anyone no remember faith. the Chiefs game last year? Yeah, well, right. But I have no faith that the Bears can do that. I have negative faith that the Bears can be able to put right. any pressure on Jordan Love regardless of who's starting for the off- Packers offensive line. You've, you've had zero pass rush all year. Uh, d- do you know uh, who the leading pass, uh, the sack leader for the Bears this year is? Do you know? Can you make oh, a guess? Oh, God. Can you make a guess? If you're in the chat, guess who the leading sack leader, the leading sack leader, the sack leader for the Chicago Bears is this year. I mean, it has to be like Justin Jones. Wrong. He's he's the only, is it, is it Travis Gibson? Wrong. No, it's a defensive back, isn't it? It is. God, is it Brisker? It's Brisker. With three. (laughs) With three. Khalil Mack had three in, a, in the opening game this year against the Chargers. Right. <laughs> so to my point, I mean, what I was going to say, like, Travis Gibson had his first QB hit in, like, seven weeks. Dominic Robinson had his first QB pressure or hit since week one against since that 49ers game. Like, Al-Kiddy Al- Muhammad had his first pressure and QB hit since, like, week 10 or week 9, oh. something like that. Like, this defensive line is oh. brutal. They're bad. so bad. It's it, 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 it's, it's disgusting. So that's why, like, I, I see, I, you know, I was like, here, I'm going to look at the Packers injury report. And I was like, why do I even care? Like, it's not going to change anything. It does <laughs> not matter. It's, it's not going to change anything. As, well, especially when you think about, like, Aaron Jones especially and how you could just throw oh, him in the flat God. and just and then he's just gone. Or you just throw him on a screen and he's just gone. Like, even if A.J. Dillon is bottled up because he's a real north-south runner and just kind of runs over you, even if that's the case and, you know, their offensive line doesn't help him out a little bit, Aaron Jones is still, like, he's – He's slippery. Aaron Jones, very good at football. Uh, very good. At you football. know, I, I, oh God, it's it. This is gonna be an. It's a wild. It's gonna be a wild game. Like I have no idea. I have no will idea. It, will I, it? I mean, will it? If Fields plays, it'll be a wild game. Like if Fields plays, I think he can just go god mode. Like, but I, there, you know, but that's the thing. Like. He's still saying, like, today he said that that injury is still significantly I know, I know. hurting him. Like, he's still in significant pain. He said um, it himself, straight from the horse's mouth. How about like, they uh, they get whatever they gave to Aaron Rodgers at halftime of the Bears game, Bears-Packers game 2018, and uh, give that to Justin, <laughs> whatever the hell that was. Let's get some of that to Fields immediately. And then he'll be Probably fine. whatever the liver king's been taking. Uh, uh, yes, seriously. No shock. It's no surprise to anyone that that guy was on steroids. Yeah, uh, that was just. 
Real quick about before we kind of break down whatever matchup you want to break down in this game or whatever, bold predictions, whatever the fuck that's going to be. Um, I did want to mention real some, something for Bears fans to keep their eye on as far as draft positioning. So the crazy thing is, like, there are so many bad teams in the NFL this year. Like, if the Bears win on Sunday, I think they drop to ninth in the draft order so uh, or something. Stupid, like, yeah. it's something crazy like that. Now, if they win, if they lose they, out. Well, it's it's. It's because you're only one loss but ahead of technically ahead right. of the Rams, whose pick would go to Detroit, and Denver, whose pick would go to Seattle, mm-hmm. as well as Carolina, New Orleans, whose pick would go to Philly, Arizona, and Green Bay. And you know, yeah, I mean, and you haven't taken your buy yet too, which kind of makes things a little. Eh, but I That's, mean, if you keep losing games, that you should be fine. They need to change something. I think about late buys. I I really do. I mean, yeah, I think it's that's a wild part of the reason the Bears injury report stacking up. Like it, I mean, that is. I think I think they did their best to give us the quote mini buy with you know the Thursday game and the Monday game back with Commanders and then you know Patriots Monday Night Football that eleven day period. But man, like you you've just seen guys get battered and think think about it. If the, if the Bears had a week ten buy, you know Fields probably gets a week a couple weeks of rest. You know his legs aren't as tired. Like considering the quarterback that we have an early buy in the next couple years, not an early buy, but a mid, you know, an average buy week 11, week 10, week nine is going to be huge. Back to my original point about draft order. What you guys need to all be looking for is keep your eye on two teams, the Seattle Seahawks and the Detroit Lions and and what those teams do. I know we don't want to say this, but you want the Lions to keep winning. And I'll tell you why. Because if the Lions keep winning, they're going to be at a point probably around 13, 11, 10, 9, you know, somewhere We're up projected there. projected for 13 right now. That's 13? Yep. Now that's a team that needs a quarterback, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, you could argue that that's their big piece, you know, that, that's their one piece that they're away. And yep. would you trade down with a division rival for them to get a quarterback? It's, it's, it's something that it is, is, I'm not sure. But if you were, say, at three, you know, you're looking at that point. You're looking for teams to trade down with. And the team, the reason why you want to think well, no. about the Seahawks and the Lions. Well, because theoretically, if you're at three, the Lions are probably at two because of the Rams pick. Do they own the Rams t- pick? Yes. The Rams, the Rams owe in the, in the Stafford. Oh, that's trip. what it is. Yeah, I so get it. I get Rams it. Okay. Owe- and then, and then the and then so you, the so you need the you need the Rams you need the Rams and the Lions really to win. right. But although somebody said somebody said in the chat That's G Station Seven it, the Broncos and the Rams need to win a game, which yeah. I mean Correct. the Raiders Correct. are in that division, so it's uh, likely. And then they face each other as well, so at least one of them will win one game because the Rams and the Broncos play each other later. So. Well, yeah, and I also don't I I don't know if G Station Seven is kind of on the same page. This is where I was going with this point. Is the reason why those two teams are on my mind is because if you were to trade down with one of those teams, that guarantees you getting a first round pick this year, right? If you were say Atlanta, who's currently at fifteen, yeah, they don't have a first round pick and extra one to, this year to give you. You'd get one in twenty twenty, you know, four, but. Think about a situation where, hey, you trade down with Detroit at 13 uh, or, or something uh, and you get or, you know, say somehow you get their extra first round pick. And then you're say somehow, some way you're still in the top seven. You take Will Anderson. And then guess what? Because you traded with one of those teams in the first round still, you end up around 16, 17. And then you get Jordan Addison or Jack Smith and Jigba. And there's a possibility. 
you get both of those guys in the same draft if you tr- if, if the trades work out that Absolutely. way. So that's like I I'm I view it that way because I'm an optimist and I do believe that the window opens next year and if you can get both of those guys in the same draft, yeah. it's amazing. Uh, but it's just something to something for Bears fans to keep an eye on there if that's possible for them to get you know two first round picks 2023 this year to get to get two franchise changing players you hope in the same same round. Yeah, so the no, the teams that have two first round picks this year will be as follows: Detroit, Seattle, and Philadelphia. And I think that's it, unless I'm reading this wrong. No, right. I'm not. So that's it. Philly and trade so, up, you know. I mean, if they really like someone, like one of you know, maybe they really like Will Anderson, or maybe they really like Pete Skronsky, mm-hmm. and maybe yeah. you know they're not going to take a quarterback, but maybe they really really like someone else, or. You trade down to seven or something, and then Philadelphia jumps you there or something. You know, they're like, there's options. Obviously, yes. The mm-hmm. ideal scenario here is you trade down, you, you're at two, and you're looking at either taking Anderson or you're just fielding calls to move to maybe still the top like 15, you would hope, as well as another pick uh, later in the round. And then maybe if you have two, two first round picks as well with yours. You could trade up again. I mean, there's obviously yeah, options, yes, but yes. the ideal scenario is you're at two, you trade down to like four, or you still stay in the top five because somebody's that desperate to get CJ Stroud, assuming Bryce Young goes number one overall, of course. And then you still get either Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, and then you're able to take a Jackson Smith and Jinba or Jordan Addison in the teens. And then you go from there, and then bang, 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 your window's still wide open next year. And you have less things to worry about and add more playmakers. I don't know. Now, of course, as Bears fans, we've come to expect nothing. Do not expect the ideal scenario because in more chances than not, you will not get it. So, uh, And we just had the most likely one a couple years ago with Justin Fields. So we're probably cursed for the next like seven, the the non-ideal scenario. But we'll see what happens, obviously. We know people don't like to talk about losing. So we'll move on from the draft talk a little bit. Although, I mean, the chat is kind of, they're kind of into Dude, it. Dude, because everyone, that's all anyone cares about, bro. Like that, that right. like everyone's all in we on draft season. We all know where we're at collectively. Like it's, we're all in the same spot. We're all, we are all on the same train to nowhere right now, uh, which actually the train is hopefully to the top of the NFL draft in 2023, but I digress. Um, okay. Cheese Station 7 doesn't make a bad point. Find a way to trade with the Saints, and then you could get Marvin Harrison Jr. next year. But, however, you're, you're hoping to not be a bad team in 2024, which is the thing. Unless Good you point. have the Saints pick, and you're assuming that they'll be bad. He'll be a top Saints, seven pick. Marvin Harrison Jr. Right, is going exactly. to be a top seven pick. So Maybe top five. Uh, he's really, really good. Anyway, all right, Kevin, let's do some, I guess, bold predictions. We'll just call them predictions mm. for, this, for this game. Um, and then uh, – and then I have something that I want to end with that's non-football related, but we'll go through our predictions and game score prediction as well. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, you know, it, it's interesting to me, actually. One thing I wanted to bring up is I, I think the Bears are completely out on Tristan Ebner. I don't think he's on the team next year. I really don't. <laughs> what, I mean, what is this? What is this comment from Twitch? This is a fucking Title disgrace. Is a disgrace. Aaron mm. Rodgers quit on his team. Yeah, we know. How can you compare Fields and Rodgers right now making me angry? When did we compare Fields and Rodgers? I don't. We didn't. We didn't make a direct this comparison. Is out of I don't think. Nowhere. This is wild. <laughs> it's so funny though. It's very funny. Um, what was I going to say though? Oh, I don't think we compared Fields and Rogers at all. All we said was I don't think Rogers might not play, and then talked about that. we talked more about Jordan Love than Aaron Rodgers. I feel like I think we did. 
He, wrong chat. Do you join the wrong chat? Are you? I, I don't know. Wrong, stick wrong, around, though. It's yeah, stick around, keep, yeah. Keep them coming. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, talk keep about them coming. Oh, he said my ball. My ball. <laughs> it's all good, it's all man. Good. <laughs> it was very, I mean, hey, it gives us content to talk about. So it it's We need keep it. Um, Boy, do we need anyway. it. Anyway. All right, so your point about Tristan Ebner. Uh Yeah, he's not going to be on the team next year. I, this is unfortunately... He was, what, wasn't it, he undrafted? It, it, no, he was... He, dude, no, not undrafted. Dude was like a six-rounder. He might have been a fifth-rounder. I, mean, I can't remember. There were, they had so many late-round picks what? last year. I should 100% know what round Tristan Ebner was taken in. Um, draft slot, Tristan Ebner, Google Scouting Report team, 203rd overall pick, six-round. So, you know... If I'm being honest, like, you know, I didn't love Ebner coming out of the draft. Sure, he's a great guy, but I, I think that was one of the bigger misses. Like, we've seen teams hit late. We, like, obviously, every year I talk about every episode, like, Isaiah Pacheco's is RB1 for the Chiefs, sixth rounder. I mean, maybe he might have been a fifth rounder or a seventh rounder. I don't remember, but he was a late rounder. Uh, but it was reflective of me last week that they're out on him. Darrington Evans came in, played at every yeah, snap weird. in replacement of Tristan Ebner and looked good. Like, Darrington Evans played better than Tristan Ebner has all year. Like, he looked great. Uh, shout out to Darrington Evans, who's also actually a Twitch streamer. Um, so maybe Darrington Evans is in here. Maybe Darrington Evans is Dow Winders sing H. I don't know. Really uh, um, but just struck me that they're out on him. But it kind of leads into my bold prediction. Like Dave Montgomery is really, really good. I love having him on the team. And I think once again, he'll go off against the Packers. The Packers had a lot of trouble stopping the run last week against the Eagles. And it wasn't just Miles kind Sanders. It was Jalen Hurts who had 100 rushing yards in the first quarter. But Miles Sanders, two touchdowns. I think this is a big, big game for Dave Montgomery. He's been accumulating a lot of yards. Hasn't really gotten the end zone. I think Dave Montgomery actually finds a way to score twice in this game um, and puts up over 100 uh, 120 yards in this game. And real quick, as it pertains to Dave Montgomery, I'm going to ask you this. Once I give you this list of the 2023, 2023 free agent running back class, then you tell me if the Bears are going to keep Dave Montgomery, okay? Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, Tony Pollard, who I freaking love, fucking love Tony Pollard, Dave I Montgomery, awesome. Kareem Hunt, Jamal Williams, Damian Harris, Jeff Wilson Jr., Devin Singletary, Raheem Mostert, Rashad Penny. Knowing that that is that the running back class is that deep, does that sort of tell you that hey, Montgomery knows he the, the market for him isn't going to be as big. Someone's not going to be willing to pay him typical money because of how stacked the class is. Does he take a pay cut in that situation? Do they keep him around? I just thought that was interesting. Maybe. I mean. It's not out of the realm of possibility. No, it's not. But, I mean, I also, I think the Bears really like Khalil Herbert, too. And maybe they like one of those guys. I mean, if anything, I love Tony Pollard on this team. I, oh, he, I just, want Tony just because Pollard. Of, just because of who he is as a receiver, too. Oh. Like, I would love Tony Pollard Give on this Give me team. Tony Pollard but, now. Obviously, don't spend money on running backs more than you need to. But, I mean, I, nobody is going to be mad if David Montgomery comes back to this team. But, I mean, that's a bridge we'll cross when we get there. Um, my bold prediction, it, it's not Bears-related. Uh, I just think Christian Watson's going to cook in this game. And he's been unbelievable over the last couple of weeks. Has had a real coming-out party. Uh, his Offensive Rookie of the Year numbers have just come crashing down. He's one of the top favorites now. He's been unreal. Jordan Love showed last week that he has no problem throwing to Christian Watson, and maybe they have some kind of chemistry going. So I think Christian Watson's going to have over 100 yards and at least one touchdown going into this game. Well, not going into this game, after this game is over, uh, because he's just that good in this defense, as we talked about, is 
terrible. Yeah, it's been interesting. So the thing about Christian Watson coming out of the draft was I, I knew he wasn't a great route runner. His route tree was sort of limited at the time. Uh, but I think he's come in here and, you know, you're not seeing Christian Watson route guys up, right? You're seeing the Packers do a real good job of getting him in space and then boom, he's off to the races. And this is exactly what he did in college at North Dakota State. And the reason I wasn't so high on him is because I didn't think that he could do it in the NFL against you know, not <laughs> he was playing FCS guys. Imagine playing FBS guys and imagine playing NFL players. Like I didn't think he was going to be able to just run away from guys, but you know, that guy's freaking fast. And, and here if, we are. And if Matt LaFleur <laughs> is out here, just, you know, finding ways to scheme him open, he's super dangerous in open space. So against this defense with how bad, not how even bad the guys are in man to man, but like for some reason, every single opponent seems to just find the open hole in the bears defense. There's guys wide open every single week. And if Christian Watson is, is wide open in that zone, finds the soft spot, he's going to be a threat to score every time because he's that quick. So that kind of annoyed the hell out of me uh, that he did the things that he did last week and he's kind of turned it on recently. Um, But, you know, and and it's frustrating. It's, you know, be honest, like I, I wasn't that high on George Pickens, but George Pickens is fucking good. And I'm starting to feel a little bit more uh, upset that they didn't take him. And I and I like Kyler Gordon. I think Kyler Gordon is going to develop into be a very good player. He hasn't shown it right now, but cornerbacks sometimes have an interesting and weird start to their career. But you know, that guy's balling. Everyone, we want the immediate gratification. You do, and especially with what. Yeah, especially with what Valus Jones Jr. has turned out to be, or rather, has not turned out to be. Correct. Um, All right, score prediction. Um, I'd. I just think this is not going to go well. Uh, I, I'm assuming that Fields is not going to play, and more I'm just manifesting that, and I'm hoping that they keep him safe and they just say, sit your ass down and wait until after the bye, and then we'll re- we'll circle back to this. Um, I think this game's going to be like 28 to 10. Like I, I don't think you're scoring more than 10 points again. Uh, I'll, I'll say officially 31-10, Bears. Well, here, I want you to do so, okay. So let's say that there are, <laughs> I, I put this in the description of the video, there's like a billion quarterback matchup uh, possibilities in this game. So I need you to give me a different score prediction given each different matchup. So oh God. say it's, let's start with Fields-Rodgers. Fields-Rodgers, both are playing, what's your score prediction in that scenario? Uh, Bears lose 35-28. Okay. Fields-Love. Bears win. <laughs> 28-24. I mean, that's not outrageous of a scenario. That can happen. Fields could play and Love could play. So you're all you're pretty damn close to thinking this is a win. All right, last one. Uh, or, or, wait, two more. Tim Boyle versus Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> uh, what was it? 31? No, if it's Rodgers, 38-3. to three. Peterman versus Rodgers, same. <laughs> Does it move the needle for you? Yeah, 38 to 6. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It, yeah. It, I'll, give, I'll give three extra points for Peter, I guess. <laughs> he's, he's deserving of that. He, you know why he's deserving of that? Because I just need people to – I just need people to know this, okay? I don't think – there are people in the show who are familiar with Tim Boyle's college stats. Jake, are you familiar with them? And we've done it before on the show, but – Read them off. I think we've done it before because I believe the Bears played the Lions with Tim Boyle yes. as quarterback. Yes. The fact that this man is in the NFL is unbelievable. Tim Boyle in 2013 threw for 621 yards, 
in five games, zero touchdowns, eight interceptions. 2014 as a sophomore, nine games, 82 attempts. Uh, he must have been the back of in and out. Oh, Three. you know why? You know why? why? It's because he's 6'4", 240. Like, he's I don't enormous. care. It's, it's, it's the physical. But we know NFL teams will take flyers on guys with physical traits like that. 2014, 335 yards passing on 82 attempts, one touchdown, three interceptions. 2015, 60 attempts, 281 yards passing, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. This guy threw one touchdown in his college career, and he's in the NFL over guys in – what? I watch guys in college each week. I don't care. Like I don't care what school they're from. I don't care if they're from Juco, D3. I'll take one of them over Tim Boyle. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that this guy keeps getting money in the NFL. This guy is fleecing every GM. He's fleecing. He just fleeced Ryan Poles. It's a dream. He's living the dream. You do the oh least amount of God. work possible for the most amount of money. Like he has He's to, living the dream. I, this, this is this is this is the NFL version of like your kid like knowing the boss or and your your dad knowing Nepotism. the boss and you getting the job. Like this is the NFL version of that. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's it's the NFL version like of your of of you on your fifth grade basketball team. You know you're the best player on the team. The kid on the, the coach's son is the worst player on the team, but he's getting all the minutes. This is this is the NFL version of that. Unbelievable. Kevin, anyway. This, Kevin, this sounds like it's a little personal story. Do you need to <laughs> No, it's not. It's, it's not. It's not. But I my, my my dad was the coach for my baseball team. So I guess, you know, and but I was also I was also good. I wasn't I wasn't shitty. But um I got I gotta I gotta I gotta put that on. I was, I was a baller. I was hitting dingers every game. I was going crazy. Give your score prediction. All right. Um if it's Fields Rogers, I think it's super close, but the Bears just aren't talented enough to win that game. I think it's still not as high scoring as you'd think. I think it's like 27-24. If it's Boyle Rogers, it's Packers like 31 to 7. And if it's Love Do you think Field, they get a touchdown with Tim Boyle? I Dave Montgomery can 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 do enough on a drive. Get some good I field guess. position. Dave Montgomery can do enough. If they, did you think they were gonna get a touchdown with Simeon against the Jets last week? No. Like it's, I mean, at least this one games in the NFL. Simeon's played a lot. When, I, when, when they showed his Simeon was on a playoff team. team. He wasn't a playoff team. Isn't that unbelievable? Uh, he started for a playoff team. He did. Wow. The GOAT. Trevor multiple Simeon. times, I think. Fields love, I'll take. Not multiple times. There's no way. Fields love, I'll take. Uh, if you took the Bears, then what am I going to sit here and not take the Bears in that situation? Yeah, I'll take the Bears if Fields plays love. I mean, come on. I, I don't. Jordan Love looked fine last week, but I'm not going to pick him to win the game. Uh, I'll take the Bears to win in that scenario. So we'll have to wait to post the graphic until like 10 minutes before the game, which is typically what I do because I wake up late on Sundays uh, to see who plays and to see how our score predictions uh, change due to that. So my God, I apologize to all the listeners and all the viewers that you had to endure 54 minutes of talk about this team because I know it's hard. I mean, I, I do. Like, you don't want to hear about it. Trust me. Some of our numbers are down this year because we don't give a shit. People don't care about the Bears right now. So here we are. We're doing God's work, breaking down Bears Packers, breaking down Tim Boyle for you. That's what we're doing here at Bears Nation Podcast. But I see one scenario the Bears win, I think it's if Jordan Love plays against Justin Fields. That's all I'll go with. Yeah, that's pr- that's probably it. All right, real quick, I want to end this. Uh, happy Spotify rap day to everyone who celebrates. It's just very funny that – 
we co-host a show together and we could not have more opposite Spotify raps. It's very funny. It's very, very funny. Like Kevin's is Drake, Logic, uh, like a, a bunch of like, you know, hip hop rap. And it's just, and mine was my top <laughs> artist. Was, my top artist was the guy that composed Game of Thrones. It, it like, and, the, and my second one was John Williams, who has composed like Harry Potter and other like other really famous movies. And my third one was State Champs, which is just a punk band from New York. And even if you took the composers out, it would have just been like these, these pop punk or punk rock bands. Like, it's just, it's very, very funny. And it makes me laugh a lot. I, I saw that, that and I was like, who the F are these people, man? What is up with you and, and listening around. to soundtracks, man? Like, is that what you, like, is it just the gym or like, do you just be steady listening to Game of Thrones soundtracks? Like when you're chilling? Uh, I'll listen. So I have a playlist of the Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings soundtracks all in one. And I'll listen to it on the train or like if I'm just like walking down the street or something. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like it. They're great. Just try it. I all power to you, but that is funny, man. I mean, do you even know a single? Do you, are, you ever listened to Drake before, Jake? Like, I feel like yes, I've listened. Okay, easy, easy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still alive. I'm still 25. Like, I still <laughs> you still live on, on planet Earth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, fair. Um, fair. I, I went to I went to college at a Big Ten school. Like, I still know popular music. Okay. It's just not my favorite. That's a good. That's a that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, it's just I'm built different. That's all. Yeah. Um, all right. That wraps up this episode of Bears Nation Podcast. Thank you guys for listening and for watching. You are the best, truly, for listening to this, whatever this was. Uh, appreciate it. We'll be back on Monday to break down the Bears and Packers game, what we saw. If we saw Justin Fields, if we saw Trevor Simeon, if we saw Aaron Rodgers, if we saw Tim Boyle, if we saw whoever, we'll break it down on Monday. So be back here, Bears Station Podcast, for another breakdown. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for watching. And as always, bear down. <laughs>